so nice to see the faces of Talmidim, alumni, chaverim, different people that, that I've met over the years to come together on such a day to be able to, to share the Torah. I mean, what, uh, what more beautiful um, gathering can there be than a, than a gathering of Torah? Uh, so it's a great schus for me to be able to share Torah with you, and I'm, and I'm so happy. I'm so appreciative for the opportunity to do so. All of the learning that we're doing today relates to Masech Gittin. That's the goal, since in the yeshiva we're learning Masech Gittin, so we chose different topics, both in halacha and machshava, relating to Masech Gittin. I think there are two gemaras in Masech Gittin that can give us a deeper insight into the midah of Gevura, and perhaps a deeper insight into midos in general. And it's that topic that I'd like to talk with you about. Rabbi Benoff introduced the topic by describing one aspect of Gura, a very important aspect of Gura, which we'll get to. But I'd like to broaden our discussion and to show that maybe Chazal, you know, have a, have a, more, a more complicated, a, a, broader, a broader definition of Midah Gura, and perhaps we can learn a lot from the definition of, of Gura that Chazal present. We commonly assume that Gura relates to physical strength. Right? We define a gibor as someone who's powerful, someone who can overpower, who can control others, who can impose his will on those around him. And that's certainly the simple definition of the term. The very first time that the word gibor is mentioned in Chumash is in Parshas Noach, and, and we know that the Bali Machshava point out that the first time a word is mentioned is very instructive. Right? It, it often can give us a sense of what that word means. The Pasuk says in Parshas Noah, Vakush Yaladis Nimrod, Huechel Leos Gibor Baaretz. Nimrod is the first Gibor. He was Hechel, he began to be a Gibor Baaretz. Huya Gibor Tsayad Lifne Hashem, Al Kenya, Amarki Nimrod Gibor Tsayad Lifne Hashem. Nimrod is called a Gibor Tsayad Lifne Hashem. Interesting phraseology. He's a Gibor Tsayad. We think we know what the word Tsayad means, the Gibor Tsayad, but he was Lifne Hashem. So what does all that mean? How does it come together? So the Mepharshim actually have different interpretations of what this Gvura of Nimrod was. The Ramban quotes three of these perushim, two of, of other Mepharshim and one of his own. The Ramban first quotes Rashi, that Hu Echel Leo's Gibar Ba'aretz, because of Rashi, Lahamid Kalaolam ala Kodesh Baruch Hu Ba'atzas Dor HaFloga. Nimrod tried to get the world to rebel against HaKodesh Baruch Hu, to overpower HaKodesh Baruch Hu. He lived at the time of the Dor HaFloga, and he tried to get everyone to be more to rebel against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. His Gevura was to try to overpower someone else, to overpower Hashem. That's how Rashi understands. The Ramban says, Rabbi Avram, Ibn Ezra, Piresh, Hefecha, Inyan Pshuta. The Ibn Ezra explains the exact opposite. What does it mean, Gibor Tzayed, Lifne Hashem? So according to Rashi, Lifnei Hashem means against Hashem. That Nimrod tried to get people to overpower HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be, to strong arm him, to, to, to try to, to go against him. Rabbi Avram Ibn Ezra explains like this, Ki hu lios gibor osan. He explains that Nimrod was a gibor over the chayos. He overpowered the animals. And what did he do? Pirish lifnei Hashem, shayabonim izbechos malas achayos laola lifnei Hashem that he was a gibor tzayed lifne Hashem. Interestingly enough, he presents Nimrod in a positive light, that Nimrod overpowered the animals, he captured the animals, and he brought them as karbonos uh, lifne Hashem. Very interesting interpretation. 
and, and the Ramban offers a third pshat. The Ramban says, Hanochon be'ena ki hu eichel lios moshel b'vuroso al ha'anoshin v'hu ha'molech t'chila. A simple pshat that Nimrod was a gibor tzai doesn't fit in all, all of the lifnei Hashem uh, elements, but he says that he was a gibor over other people, that he, uh, he overpowered others. He was the melech, he was the ruler over other people. So three different interpretations, but really focusing on the same definition of gvura. That gibor means to overpower, to control others. The question is, are you going to try to control Hashem? Are you controlling, are you overpowering animals and bringing them as kabanos, or are you overpowering other people? That's the basic def- definition of gibar. It's the first time that the word gibar appears in Chumash. That certainly is an acceptable definition. That's the simple definition of the word gibar. And we find this definition in many other contexts as well. Take, for example, in Sefer Shoftim, when the Malach Hashem approaches Gidon. Gidon is choved chitim bagas. He's showing some kind of gvura. And the Malach says, Hashem imcha gibar hachoyim. Kodesh Baruch is with you. Go with the, the strength that you're demonstrating and, and save B'nai Yisrael. Again, Gibor HaChoyel, Gibor, the simple definition of Gibor, refers to someone who's fighting in battle. A soldier is a Gibor. A Gibor, he has, he has strength, he has strength, he can overpower, he can control others. In fact, HaKadosh Baruch himself is referred to as a Gibor in this, in this model, this type of definition. We're all familiar with the Pesach in Suez 3. Miza Melech HaKavad Hashem Izuz V'Gibar Hashem Gibar Melchama. Kadosh Baruch Hu is a Gibar. A Gibar Melchama. He's able to, to overpower anyone. Hashem's, Hashem's all-powerful, omnipotent. He has that sense of, of Gvura, that sense of Gibar, of being powerful to be able to impose his will upon, upon others. This certainly is the basic definition of Gibar. But when Chazal praised the Midah, of Gvura, they refer to something else, something a little different. Chazal understand that the proper Midah of Gvura expresses itself not in a person's ability to overpower others, but rather in his ability to be in control of himself, to be in control of his, of his temptations, to have an inner strength, to have a willpower to overcome his natural feelings. That's what real Gvura entails, according to Chazal. And there are two ways that this type of gvur is demonstrated. Sometimes gvur involves controlling oneself, holding back from responding in a way that would seem natural. That's gvur. Take, for example, the Mishnah. The Mishnah Perkeavos in Suas 4, Ezeu Gibra HaKovesh Es Yitzru. Someone who's Kovesh Es Yitzru, he controls his Yitzhahara. That's a gibur, say Chazam. Shenem Pasuk says that someone who's an Erech who's slow to anger, is better than a Gibar, better than a, than a mighty warrior. And someone who's in control of his spirit is stronger than a Lochedir, than someone who captures a city. One who is slow to anger, one who doesn't lash out at others, Chazal say, he's the true Gibar. He's not timid. He's showing Gvura. He's more powerful than, than the mighty warrior that captures a city. The mighty warrior is demonstrating gibur, de- demonstrating gevura, overpowering other people. The person who's in control of his emotions, who doesn't get, get angry when he would like to. So he's in control of his passion. He's the Moshe Barucho. He's also a gibur in a different sense. He's a gibur over himself. He has an inner strength, not an external strength, overpowering other people. Rather, he has an inner strength that he's able to control his passion. 
In the Sefer Chovos Alvavos, he tells a story of a chosid who once met a group of people who were coming back, soldiers coming back from a battle. So the chosid told them, he says, you think you're coming back from a, from a battle? It's just a small battle. But get ready. His atadu l'melchama Get ready for the big battle, he says. Because you think you're coming back from a significant battle? It's just really a melchama katana, he calls it. You should get ready for the big battle. So they turned to him and said, well, what's the big battle? He said, The Melchama against the Eight Sahara and his soldiers, that's the big battle that you have to get ready for. To be able to control oneself and not to react in a way that would seem natural. That's a gvura. That's a bigger battle than trying to overpower other people. The Gemarin Gitten on Daflamid Vava Medbeis echoes a similar sentiment. This is in Source 5. Tana Rabbanan Hanelovin Veinan Olvin. Those who are embarrassed, those who are insulted and they don't respond in kind. They hear their disgrace and they don't answer. About these people, the Pasuk says that they're as strong, the lovers of Hashem are as strong as the Shemesh, as the sun when it comes out. Chazal are very precise in their terminology. They don't just praise a person who's able to control himself, even though he's a nelav, he's embarrassed by others. He doesn't respond. Even though he hears his cherpa, he hears his disgrace, he doesn't, he, he doesn't talk back. That's not just what they say, that he's a wonderful person. They say that he has the gvura of the sun. Why do they use such a language, quoting from that pasuk? Because such an individual demonstrates gvura. He's showing that he's in control of himself, he's in control of his emotion. He has an inner strength, an inner gavura, that despite the fact that the natural reaction would be that a person would, would want to get back, he'd want to equal the score. If he's being embarrassed, so why shouldn't he respond in kind? A person's able to control himself, he demonstrates a tremendous gavura. And that's why Chazal Badafka used this posuk that, that mentions the gavura of the sun, because they want to bring out that this is really the higher level of guru. The higher level of guru is not just overpowering other people, but being in control of one's, of one's inner emotions. We find a third place where this is mentioned regarding people. Posuk says in Tehillim, Gibore koach osi devaro l'shmoa bakol devaro. Gibore koach, the strong of spirit who do the ratzon Hashem, who listen to the kol, the kol Hashem. Who does that refer to? There are many different interpretations in the Medrash. Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha Omer, he has, he has his, his approach. Elu Rabbi Yitzhak Nafcha says, these are people who observe Shemitah. Have you had Shemitah? Last year, right? These are people who observe Shemitah. Those are Gibor Koach. Why call them Gibor Koach? What's so special about them that you use such a terminology? Person sees his field. His field has to be Hefker. We have to make all the fields hefker and Shemitah and all the Ilanos, all the trees with the beautiful fruit that are growing by themselves. It's all hefker. And the siogim are, are mefurotzim. The, the, the fences are open. The fences are broken. People are coming in and they're taking from the fruit. And this individual is not saying anything. He, he's controlling himself. He's not saying anything. Is there a greater gibor? person's giving up from his own produce, things that he owns. He's letting other people... Take it for free? It's all hefker? How can he do that? The answer is that's the Ratzon Hashem. That's the Mitzvah of Shemitah. The Mitzvah of Shemitah involves being mafker, being mafker the fields, being mafker all the fruit. 
someone who's kovish, his yetzer, his inner desire, the natural desire of a person to be able to, to take home what belongs to him, what rightfully belongs to him, he's mafkirit during the year of Shemitah, that's gibor koch. That takes a gevura. It takes a gevura, it takes an inner strength because the person is not reacting in the natural way. We find in several places that this type of gevura, having a sense of inner strength, being in control of one's emotions and not reacting in a natural way, this midah of gevura is used when talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. In the first Baruch of the Shemona Esrei, we refer to Hashem as Hokel HaGadol HaGibor VeHanora. Why is HaKadosh Baruch Hu called a Gibor? There's a famous Gemara in Yuma. Gemara in Yuma, in Samach Tesem, says, the Amar Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Lama Nikra Shemona Anshei Knesses HaGadola, why were Ezra Beis Dino called the Anshei Knesses HaGadola? Why were they called the men of the great assembly? What great thing did they do? The Gemara says, Shechzira Atara Liyoshna, they returned the Atara, the crown, to its original glory. Also, Moshe, Amr Hakel Agodol Hagibar Vahanor. Moshe in the Torah says Hakel Agodol Hagibar Vahanor. That's where we get it in the Shemona Esrei. But also, Yirmiya of Amr Nachrim Makarkim Nachrim Makarkim Behecholod. Yirmiya Navi came and said, "Look, the the goyim are Makarkim. They're they're partying in the Hechal Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash. They're disgracing the Beis Hamikdash. Ayei Nora Osav. What you can call a Kadosh Baruch Hu Nora. He's awesome. They don't treat him as Nora. So Lo Amar Nora. People stop saying Nora. Also Daniel Amar Nochem Mishtabdim Bevanov. Daniel came and said that the Goyim are Mishabek Klal Yisrael. Aye Gvurosov. Where is Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Gvura? So Lo Amar Gibor. They didn't say Gibor. Also Inu came the Anshek Nesses Hagdola veOmru Adirab Azohi Gvuraso Shakovish Es Yitzro Shnosin Erechapayim Lerashayim. Ezra and his Bezdin came and they said, no, 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 Adarabba, this is the Gvura of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't respond. He controls himself, Kaviyachal. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could lash out. He could kill all of the Rishayim. He could, he could write the score, but he doesn't. He, he gives Erech to the Rishayim. He doesn't respond in kind. Despite the fact that they're acting in such a disgraceful way, he doesn't get angry at them. He doesn't lash out at them. That's the ultimate Gvura, Chazal say. That's the ultimate Gvura. This idea is also alluded to in a different Gemara in Gittin. In Source 8, the Gemara says, V'amar, this is in the Sugi of Kamsu Bar Kamsa. V'amar, the Pasuk in Parshas Hazinu says that the Goy, that the Rishoyim will say, when, when they insult Klayasol, when they talk, they taught Klayasol, they'll say, where is their God? The rock that they, that they found support in. So who is this? It says the Gemara, This refers to Titus, the Titus. That he was Chir, Fegidah, Klapimali, blasphemed, he insulted HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he taunted HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he came into the Beis HaMikdash and he, and he disgraced the Kedush of the Beis HaMikdash as the Gemara describes. So, Debei Rabbi Yishmael learned about Titus, they added another Jerusha, we say in the Shira Sayan, who are you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, among the strong ones? Hashem. Who are you among those that can't speak? So at first glance, it sounds like a play on words. So I saw Rav Yitzhak Maltzan in his parish, Siach Yitzhak, on the, on the Siddur Agra. He explains differently that it's not just a play on words. What Chazal is saying, what the Bey Rabbi Shmuel is saying, is that the ultimate alimus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the ultimate strength of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the ultimate gvura of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, comes when he acts as an ilay, when he's quiet. 
The ultimate gevura doesn't come when he when he fights when he fights back. The ultimate gevura, the ultimate alimus, michamocha ba'elim Hashem is michamocha ba'ilmin Hashem. When Hakadosh Baruch Hu acts like an ilim, makes it seem like he's not powerful enough, but the truth is he's controlling himself kaviyochal. Right? He could lash out, but he doesn't lash out. He doesn't respond when the goyim are not uh, acting properly. That's the ultimate alimus. That's the ultimate gevura. When Hashem doesn't punish Rishayim even even if they deserve it. You know, we say in the Shemona Esrei, Ato gibor la'olam Hashem. Did you ever think of what that phrase means? You are a gibor la'olam, forever, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's a gibor la'olam? So the Siyach Yitzhak explains along these lines. He says, it means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are a gibor in all generations. Even Bizman even at the time of Golos, where we're so persecuted, Am Yisrael is so persecuted, and you could lash out against all of the Rishayim. You could respond. You could, you could write the score. Ato gibor la'olam Hashem. You have the ultimate gevura. You are in control. You have an inner strength that you don't always lash out, even when people deserve it, even when the goyim, even when the rishoyim deserve to be punished. This is one aspect of the midah of gevura. Inner strength to control oneself, to remain passive, to hold oneself back from reacting in a way that would seem natural. But there's another type of gevura that Chazal referred to, and that is active gevura. Active gevura, when a person pushes himself in a positive sense, when he acts like a gavra, not a chefza. The first type of gevura is where a person is passive, the shevi al A person is passive and he doesn't react in a way that he naturally would. But the second, the second side to the coin, if you will, is when a person acts like a gavra, he pushes himself beyond his natural limits, beyond what he naturally would do, his natural tendencies. It goes against the grain with Gvura to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly. The Mishnah says in Suas 9, Yehuda ben Tema Omer in Pirkei Ovas, Heviyaz kan Omer kal kanesh kari. person should be as chutzpidik, as a, as a leopard, as light, as, a, as, a, as an eagle, rotz katzvi, running, bizrizus, like a tzvi, like a deer, v'gibar kari, and strong like a lion, lasos ritzonavicha shabashamayim. To do the rotz Hashem. Person should be Gibor Kari, Rabbi Yehuda ben says. Gibor Kari, what does it mean to be strong like a lion? The Shulchan Aruch, in the very first simon of Shulchan Aruch, very first sif, says in Suas 10, Yisgaber Kari, Lamad Baboker Lavodas Boro. How is a person Gibor Kari? He has to be Misgaber Kari, Lamad Baboker Lavodas Boro. To get up in the morning, to serve Kadosh Baruch It's not easy. It's not easy. The, the Midah of Atzlus is very powerful. People are tired. They should be tired. They work hard. Maybe they even learned that night. So they're tired. It's hard to get up in the morning. Yiskabakari, the Shulchan Aruch says. That's the, the first midah that a person is supposed to demonstrate in the morning is the midah of Gvur. The midah of Gvur controlling one's natural tendencies. Not the passive Gvur, the active Gvur. Pushing oneself beyond his natural limits, beyond his natural tendencies to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly. This is a Kovash Yitzro too. It's a Kovash Yitzro. It's not what the Mishnah refers to because the Mishnah talks about Erech someone who doesn't get angry. It's a Kovash Yitzro also. person is controlling oneself, not, not in a Shevi Altasa form, not in a passive way, to control oneself, not to react in a way that he, he would like. But this is a, this is a Kovash Yitzro in, in an active sense. But Kumva say active Gvura, when a person pushes himself against his natural tendencies to be able the Rambam in the Shmona Prokim, which is his, his Akdama to Pirkei Ovas, 
The Ramah develops two personality types. He says that there's the Chassid Me'ula and there's the Moshel Benafsha. The Chassid Me'ula is the one who's drawn naturally to Ruchnias. That's his personality. He loves Torah Mitzvahs. It just comes natural to him. But the Moshel Berucho is the one who is tempted, who is tempted by his taivas, he's tempted by his desires, but he learns to control them. In the language of the Rambam, he says, he says, Amru ha-philosophim, the philosophers say, Sha'amoshel benafsho, avo bishiyasa ha-maisim ha-maulim, ha-reyu osa ha-tovos, v'hu mis'ave l'maisa ha-roz, sumishtokek lohen. The Moshel benafsho, the one who is in control of his nefesh, he really is drawn to maisim haroz, to, to, to taivas, to things, to actions which are not necessarily so good. Who niftal im yitzra. And he, he fights with his yitzahara, niftal, naftule elokim niftalti imachosi. Right? Rachel says that she, she, she fought, she fought to be able to get a child. The person, the Moshe Benafso, fights with his yitzahara, umisnage b'maseo lamashi yiruhu elav kocho v'tavasu utchunas nafsho. And he fights with the, the feelings that his tchunas hanefesh, which is his, his natural tendencies, would make him follow. He does good things, but it's not easy for him. He's mitzdar and He's not, it's not so happy. It's, 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 it's hard for him. That's the Moshe Benafsho. But says the Ramam Aval HaMeula, the one who's, who's the Chosin Meula, He's naturally drawn to good things. He loves it. He loves it. He loves learning. He loves mitzvahs. He, he loves doing what he's doing. Right? That's his personality. He's drawn to mitzvahs and, and maisim tovim. Not so the Moshe Benafsho. The Moshe Benafsho is not drawn to mitzvahs and maisim tovim naturally, but he fights against his teva. He fights against his yetzahara. He pushes himself. He pushes himself to act properly. It's not easy for him. It's a battle. It's a battle. He has to use the Mida of Gura to overcome his natural instincts, his natural tendencies, both in Sur Meirah and in Asetov. The Moshe Benafsho has both elements of Gura within him. He has to act with Gvura to do tar, to observe Torah mitzvahs. He has to act with Gvura to control himself, to control his midos, and not to, not to react in a way that would be natural for him. He has to have both elements of the passive Gvura and the, and the active Gvura. Because it's hard for him. Which one is better? Which person is better? The Chasim Ma'ula or the Moshe Benafsha? So the Rambam writes... The philosophers think that the Chassid Ma'ul is better. You know, he's drawn naturally to it. He's drawn naturally to it. He's, he's on a better level. But says the Ramah, If you look at what Chazal say, if you look in the words of Chazal, says the Rambam, you'll see, you'll see the exact opposite. The Chazal said that the Moshe Benafsho is on a higher level. That he's mishtokeku mis'ave. He wants to be nimshach to his natural feelings, to his taiva, to his kavit, to kinna, whatever, whatever he has. But he controls himself. That's a better midah. It's harder, but it's a higher madrega. He says, And they bring rayas to this. Chazal say that someone who's greater than his friend, his Yetzirah is greater. Now, if he's not greater, so then why is his Yetzirah greater? It means that he's greater, he has greater Yetzirah, but he has to fight it. Chazal seem to be saying that, that the Moshe Benafsho reaches a level 
that the Chassid Me'ula doesn't reach. Chassid Me'ula is certainly on a very high level, but the Moshe Ben-Afshar has, a, has an even higher level because he's controlling himself. He's using Gevura to be able to observe Torah and mitzvahs. Rabbi Salavechik developed these two personality types in a beautiful piece that was later published in his Sefer Yemezi Koro. And he suggests that these two types are expressed in the personalities of Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef HaTzadik was the Chosid Me'ula. He was always drawn to his Tzidkis, Mitchilasov, Yatsov. He was naturally drawn to Mitzvah Samaisim Tovim. They weren't a challenge to him. They weren't a challenge to him. He was the Nazir Echov, as Chazal say. Right, as the Broch is saying. He was a Nazir Echov. He was Muram Me'am. He was separated, just like a Nazir is separated. Yosef was separated from the brothers. He had this sense of Tzidkus from the beginning. What's the Torah's final word about Yosef at Tzadik and Parsha Shmos? It says, V'yosef hoya b'mitzrayim. The Shvatim come down to Mitzrayim, but V'yosef hoya b'mitzrayim. What does that mean? The Rashi says, L'hodiach ha-tzidko shal Yosef. Comes to teach you the tzidkos of Yosef. V'yosef ha-roet sa'noviv. V'yosef shahoya b'mitzrayim. V'nasem melech ve'omad b'tzidko. This was Yosef. V'tchilosov y'atzofo. He was Yosef who had tzidkos when he was roet sa'noviv. Yosef, when he comes down to Mitzrayim, he becomes the melech. And he's only betzidko. He's always betzidko. Said, said the Rav, that, that was Yosef. Yosef was naturally drawn to tzidkos. But we see him involved in the world, in Mitzrayim, but like he, he's so totally separate. He's living, he's living in his own world. He's really living in his own world, in his world of tzidkos. Yehuda, on the other hand, the Rav said, has many ups and downs. Yehuda's nirshal with Mechiras Yosef. Yeah, true, he saved Yosef from certain death. He says, He saved Yosef from being killed, but he should have done more. He should have brought him, brought him back to Yaakov. He didn't do that. And the Shvatim are critical of, of Yehuda. They, they tell him, Rashi quotes from Chazal, that the Shvatim told Yehuda, if you had told us, if you had commanded us to bring Yosef back to our, our father, we would have listened to you, but you didn't do it. They were, they were angry with Yehuda. He didn't do what he was supposed to. He did half a job, but he didn't finish the job. Yehuda made a mistake. And then he stumbles once again with Tamar. He stumbles once again until he's, until he's moda, until he does tshuva, and he says, Tzadka, Tzadka Mimeni. Yehuda says the Rav is the Moshe Benafsho. He's tormented by his taivas. He's tormented by his feelings, and he has to fight against them. He constantly experiences challenges in life, and he has to fight against them. That's why Malchus comes from Yehuda, not from Yosef. Malchus comes from, from Yehuda because the Melech Yisrael has to lead with Gevura. He has to lead with external Gevura, with internal Gevura. And he has to demonstrate to others, he has to demonstrate to the people this Midah of Gevura. He has to show others how to act properly. Yehuda was the one who was able to show others because he, he suffered from, the, from this challenge. He needed Gevura in order to reach the level that he reached. So he was the right person, said the Rav, he was the right person for, for Malchus. The Rav continued that he felt that these two personality types actually exemplified his two grandfathers. That's, that's how the Rav felt. His mother's father, her, her Rav uh, uh, Elia Pujner, was a tzaddik. He was a chosin me'ula wrapped in his tefillin, totally drawn to Torah and mitzvahs. His father's father, Reb Chaim Brisker, on the other hand, was more of a fighter, the Rav said. He felt Reb Chaim was more of a moshel benafsho who pushed himself to accomplish in Torah and mitzvahs. You know, Reb Chaim was known as a Baal Chesed. He was a Baal Chesed. I think on his Matzev it said, it said Isha Chesed. He did a lot of Chesed, but apparently he said about himself that he wasn't naturally drawn to Chesed. It wasn't his personality. He pushed himself. 
He changed his nature. Naturally, he wasn't a Baal Chesed, but he worked on himself. He worked on himself and he became a Baal Chesed. So that people identified Chesed with him, but it didn't come to him naturally. It, it's as the Rav said, Reb Chaim was a Gibor. Reb Chaim was a Gibor who worked on himself to become the kind of person that he was. Who was the first Gibor in the Torah and the mold of Chazal? We know that in Sifrei Kabbalah they say that, that Yitzhak Avinu is the one who's associated with the Midah of Gvura. And the way it's often explained is, is that Yitzhak Avinu exemplified Midas Hadin. Now, the Pasuk uses the phrase Pachad Yitzchak a number of times. Yaakov Avinu was Nishba. Vayishava lo befachad oviv Yitzchak when he's Nishba with Lovan he swears befachad oviv Yitzchak referring to Kodesh Baruch but it's the Midas Hadin of Yitzchak. He says, constantly, whenever he refers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the, the God of his father Yitzhak, he refers to it as Pachad Yitzhak. So Yitzhak is associated with the Midah Sadin. He said, it makes sense that the Midah of Gvura, the Midah of Gvura is Yitzhak's Midah. But the truth is, it's also true that Yitzhak Avinu exemplified the Midah of Gvura in the mold of Chazal, the way that we're developing the, the Midah of Gvura. After all, what better example can there be of someone controlling himself, of acting in a way that was not natural than one who's willing to be Moshe Nefesh, one who's willing to give up his life to fulfill Ratzon Hashem. And that's what Yitzhak Avinu did by the Akedah. When he didn't allow the natural human desire for self-preservation to control him and to hold him back from fulfilling the tzivu of the Akedah. There's no question Yitzhak Avinu certainly was a gibor in the sense of Kovesh Yitzro controlling his natural feelings, controlling himself, controlling his natural feelings. But the truth is Yitzhak Avinu also exemplified the, the active type of Gvura that we described, that Chazal speak of. You know, the Pesukim and Parshas told us, talk about how after the Plishtim stuffed up all the wells that Avram Avinu had dug, then, then Yitzhak and his shepherds tried to unstuff those wells. This goes back and forth. There's a fight between the between Yitzhak shepherds and the shepherds of the Plishtim. And then the shepherds of Yitzhak find new wells. And every time they find a new well, the shepherds of the Plishtim say it's their well. So they call a well Asek because they, they fought over that well. And then they call another well Sitna, which refers to hatred. Time and time again, Yitzhak shepherds are, are finding wells and, and they're fighting with the shepherds of, of the Plishtim until they find, they find Rehovos, they find... The, the well that there's no, there's no battle over, that they don't disagree over that. It's a very difficult back and forth between Yitzhak shepherds and the shepherds of the Plishtim. What's the lesson in these Pesukim? The answer is Yitzhak Avinu and his shepherds never gave up. They showed perseverance. They showed Gevura, forging ahead, active Gevura, active Gevura, forging ahead despite the challenges that they felt, despite the difficult circumstances. They refused to give up no matter how many times they failed. That's also Gevura. That's Gvura, active Gvura, pushing oneself, perseverance, to get to where one has to get to. That was Yitzhak Avinu. Everything he did was with Gvura. Passive Gvura, active Gvura. He had tremendous inner strength, and that's what made him the Giver that he was. And perhaps that's why, according to the Zohar, we know that Yitzhak Avinu had a special affinity for Esav. The Zohar says, Kolzina rochim le'lezine. Every type has a special connection, a special affinity for that type. Yitzhak Avinu had the Midah of Gvura. That's what he was all about. 
and maybe that's why he appealed. He had such a connection to Esav. So many of them at first, asked, how could it be? He wanted to give the brachas to Esav. Didn't he know that Yaakov Avinu was the Ish Ruchni and Esav was far from the Ish Ruchni? Why would he want to give the brachas to Esav? The answer is Yitzhak Avinu knew who Esav was. He wasn't fooled by Esav. We can't say that he was fooled by Esav. But Yitzhak Avinu felt that Esav had a midah that could help him serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was a gibor. Esav was a gibor. In the sense of gibor tzayid. He had... He had that strength of a giver. And Yitzhak also had the midah of Gevurah. So he hoped that maybe by giving the brachas of Gashmi as Esav, he would learn how to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through his Gevurah, that he'd be able to control his temptations, to use the Gashmias in the right way, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the proper fashion. It's not that Yitzhak Avinu was fooled by Esav, but he felt that he had his midah. They both shared the Midah of Gvura, so just like he learned to use the Midah of Gvura properly to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he, would, he hoped that Esav would be able to elevate the Gashmis, elevate the physical world, to be in control, to withstand the temptations of the physical world. Maybe he'd be able to use that Midah of Gvura in a positive sense, to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why he wanted to give the Brochas of Gashmis to Esav. Yaakov! Yitzhak Avinu knew that Yaakov was the Chassid Meula. Yaakov was more Me'am Yaakov was drawn to Ruchnias. That's why he, g- he gave the Birkas Avram to Yaakov Avinu. He was always intending to give the brachas of Ruchnias to Yaakov. But the brachas of Gashmias, he felt, what does Yaakov Avinu have to do with that? Yaakov doesn't have meaning in the physical world. He wants to be Osik in Torah and Mitzvah, so why give him the brachas of Gashmias? Esav? Esav is, a, is an Ish Gashmi. He's involved in the world, but he has the Midah of Gvura. So if he has the Midah of Gvura, maybe he can learn to use the Midah of Gvura properly He'll be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the Gashmis. Maybe Esav would be able to become that Moshe Benafsha. That's what Yitzhak Avinu thought. But Rivka realized that it would never happen. Rivka realized that Esav would never be a Moshe Benafsha. She realized that both of these personality types had to come from Yaakov Avinu. Even the Giba, even the Moshe Benafsha had to come Dafka from Yaakov Avinu. And that's why she arranged, right, with her stratagem, with her... With the trickery, she arranged that Yaakov Avinu would receive the brachas and not Esau. Not because Rivka didn't feel that the Moshal Benafsha wasn't an important personality type, but rather because she realized that the Moshal Benafsha had to come from Yaakov Avinu as well. This understanding of Chazal, that real Gvura, the real Gibar is one who struggles with his natural tendency, is so fundamental to Tikkun Amidus. The Rambam writes... In Hilchas Tshuva, in Perek Zayin, Allah Gimel. Rambam says, Al Toma, don't think for, for a moment, She'en Tshuva, Ela Me'avera, She'esh Ben Maisa, Kigons Nus, Vigeza, Lugneva. Don't think for a moment that Tshuva is only from Averos that involve a Maisa. You can't do certain actions. Nope. Ela Kishem, She'tzarech Adam, Loshuv, Me'elu, Kachot, Tzarech, L'chapes, B'deos, Ro'el, She'esh, Lo, V'loshuv. The Rambam says that Tshuva involves not only returning perfecting oneself in action, not doing maisim rhyme, but tshuva also involves leaving deos ros. That, that phrase in the Rambam means midos ros. The term deos ros in the Rambam always means midos ros. Which means loshuv minakas, minaeva, minakina, to do tshuva from anger and hatred and jealousy, minahitl, from making fun of things, from running after money, running after covered honor, 
running after food, hedonism, bahen. The Ram says that tshuva involves tshuva from midos too. Menakol tzarech lasa betshuva. Ve'eluha avona says the Ram, koshim me'osim she'esh be'em ma'isa. She'bezman she'adam nishka ba'elu kosho lifosh mehem. Ram says it's actually harder to do tshuva from midos rose. Much harder. Ma'isim ra'am that you can do tshuva from, it's a lot easier. But midos rose, it's, it's even much more difficult. Much more difficult to do tshuva from, from midos rose. It seems almost impossible to achieve the way the Ram is presenting all of these different midas that a person has to do tshuva from. So many midas to work on. How is it possible that a person can do a tshuva shlema? How can you focus on so many different midas simultaneously? The Chazanish comments in his, in his Sefer Amunah Bitochem that it's not really as complicated as you think. If you really understand what Tikkun Amidus is about, then you'll realize there really is one nakuda, there's one point that you have to work on by doing that, you can work on all of the Midas simultaneously. Let's see the piece in the Chazanish. Beautiful piece. In Suas 13, he says, Torah Samidas Hamidu Chachme Hayira, Leperik Miucha Bishlemus Avodan. The Chachme Hayira, the Bali Musar, now make a big thing out of, out of Torah Samidas, learning, learning Midas. They have shocked to Alem, Lefarkam Lemidos Mispar. They divided Midas into many different character traits. Kemokas, Gaiva, Taiva, Avas HaKovod, Avas HaNitzuach. Right? You want the, the, the competitive spirit, right? The, the, the love of winning, right? Anger and gaiva, arrogance and taiva, desire and avasa covered, running after honor and running after winning. The comma, vengefulness, sorosai and stinginess. Look, he also has so many midas. They say there's so many midas. Merov ha'ergel nikfa belev rabim shebemes ha'shlemus yibaylus evarim nefrodim. Says the Chazanish, people tend to feel that they get shlemus in, in midas. You know, it's a lot of different things that you have to work on at the same time. The Chazanish wrote so beautiful, such a poetic Hebrew. He said, it is true that there are different parts of the Midas, you have to work on different things. Avol, he says, he is so. Avol b'sharsham ein kan rak mida achas tova umida achas Says the Chazanish, if you think about it, there's really one mida ra'a and one mida tova. What is the Midah Ra? That all the other Midahs are, are included within within that Midah. That means leaving life to inertia. Leaving life to Teva. Natural life, leading it to Teva. If a person is to the Malachim Ativi, then very easily a person is going to be mishtalim, he'll have a shleimus, he'll have a shleimus in all of the midos rose that you can imagine. He'll be a mitsuyan. You know, in, in, in anger, he'll be a mitsuyan. We, we talk about mitsuyan in other contexts, right? He'll be a kasan mitsuyan, he'll be a noke mitsuyan, he'll be very vengeful, and, and he'll be a gay mitsuyan, a super arrogant v'chein holo. Lo He won't be missing one of the midos rose. He'll just be perfect. He'll have the worst midos possible, right? It says, if a person just lets life follow its natural course, a person just reacts in a natural way, then he'll be a bal midos mitsuyan, he'll be a mitsuyan in all midos rows. You know, imagine, imagine a person gets on the highway with his car and someone cuts you off, right? So what's the natural reaction? Get angry! Ah, chutzpah, well, how can he do that? Right? Let's say if you, you, you donate to the shul's Chinese auction. 
right? And your friend wins the, the weekend vacation in Florida, and you get nothing. So how do you feel? You feel jealous. He got the weekend vacation. I didn't get anything. Well, let's say you come, you come to the, 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 the Shmogas board. Right? You have a simcha, you come to the Shmogas board, and wow, all the delicacies that are there. You just look at all the mouth-watering dishes, and you, know, you feel like you haven't eaten in days. You, and you take maybe a little bit more than you should. Right? You give in to the tithing. You take a little bit more than you should. Or let's say a person, a person wakes up in the morning, his alarm wakes up in the morning, and you know, he has to get to Minyan. He has to get to work. He has to get to Shear, to Seder. And he wakes up in the morning. What does he do? You know what he does. He hits the snooze button, right? Snooze once, twice, three times before you know it. He, he's late to Minyan. Right? The Chazanish says that if a person lets life follow its natural course, you can become a Muslim. You can have a Shlemus in all, in all the Midas Rose. Have a shleimus and taiva and kas and atzlos, everything, right? Every single mida mida ra. It really comes down to the same thing. It's a lack of self control. It's really what it all comes down to. Says the Chazanish vehamida hatova he haskama mechletes levaker as a regesh hamusari al regesh hatavoni. Every mida tova comes down to the fact that a person is going to take his musar, he's going to take his the power, his inner gvur, his inner strength, and he's going to overpower his regesh tavoni, a beautiful phrase, right? his natural emotion that takes him to taiva. And with that nakuda, with that measure of gvura, he can fight against everything. The root of every bad midah is a lack of self-control, giving into the force of, of inertia, giving into the force of nature. And the root, the shorash of every good midah is the midah of gvura, really. The root of every good midah is gvura, going against one's natural tendencies, being miskaber, controlling oneself. If you think about it for the moment, what the, what the Chazanish really is saying is that gvura is the essence of all midas tovas. Now we've been developing the, the midah of gvura. What is a gibra? What's the simple definition of gibra? How do Chazal understand what gvura means? Gvura means to control oneself. Passive gvura, active gvura. Comes the Chazanish and says, you know, gvura is really the essence of all midas tovas. If you learn how to control yourself in a passive sense, in an active sense, to push yourself properly, to be in control, not to react in a natural fashion, you got everything. Right? You're not going to be a kasan, and you're not going to be a baltai, you're not going to run after money and after food, and, because you know how to be in, in control of your, of your emotions. If a person has the proper sense of guru, passive guru, the active guru, the person will have everything he needs to serve HaKadosh Baruch properly. Guru is the catalyst. Gvura is the catalyst that helps a person improve each one of his midas. Because by controlling himself just once, or by pushing himself in a positive direction just once, a person is using the midas of gvura, and he's working on all of his midas simultaneously. You know, we're all familiar with the Gemara in Makis. At the end of the Gemara in Makis, it says that uh, even though there are Tariyag mitzvahs that we received on, on Harsinai, but through the ages, the Chachamim, the Nevi'im, tried to simplify things, to try to, to give you know, a couple of principles for people to keep in mind. And there's a whole Hishtalshlus, a whole give and take, a back and forth in the Gemara. And then the Gemara concludes that Chavakot, Bo Chavakot Vehamidon Al Achas. Chavakot came and said, you know, all of Tariyag mitzvahs is really one principle, but Tzadik Bemunoso Yifya. Everything is, is just a munabashem. You trust in Hashem that leads you that leads you to everything. To mitzvahs losase, mitzvahs hasei, to ben adam la mokom, ben adam la chaver. It leads you to, to everything. Emun is everything. That's what that's what Chavakuk said. But Be'at, what's the what the Chazanish is saying is that 
in Tikkun Amidus, there really is one principle. There's, there's an achas in Tikkun Amidus too, and that is Gvur. Gvur is really everything. If you have the mid of Gvur in the proper measure, then you have everything in terms of Tikkun Amidus. That's all you need. As long as you have the mid of Gvur, you know how to control yourself properly, you know how to push yourself properly, against your natural instincts, you have everything you need for Tikkun Amidus, everything you need to serve HaKadosh Baruch properly. It sounds so simple, but of course it's not easy. It's not easy because to control one's nature is very, very difficult. That's what the Rambam, the end of that piece in Shmona Prokim, pointed out to us. The Rambam writes that even though the Moshe Benafsho might be, might be the greater person, but it's so difficult. Elisha Umru in Source 11, Elisha Umru, Kishara Moshe Benafsho, Godol Kafishir Tsaro, Bemoshlo Benafsho, Vamru, Fum Tsara Agra. The Fum Tsara Agra. It's hard. This is the Dovra Akosha Sheba Mikdash. This is the hardest thing to do. It takes a lifetime to develop the Midav Gvura properly. So difficult. So difficult. But at the same time, Chazal are very clear to us what the ultimate schar for the Bal HaGvura really is all about. The Gemara in the last source in Chulan of Paitesim says that Omar Rabbi Lo, in Haola Miskayim Elabishvil Mi, that the world is miskayim, the world exists only in the schus of the person who controls himself, who closes his mouth at the time of a fight. Now, two people are fighting. They're fighting after Shul, not, not during Shul, right? They're, they're, fight, they're fighting, they're fighting, you know, and someone says something. So what's, what's the natural reaction? What, he's going to have the last word? No, I want the last word. Someone who holds back. He has something to say. He's not going to say that. Because I'll say that the world is miskaye. The schus of that person. Can you imagine the, the, the kind of schar that is to think that the world is miskaye because of the schus of the individual who's bowling the sasma? How is that possible? What does that mean? The answer is someone who acts lamaylam in a teva. Someone who controls his teva. The teva is subordinate to him. The whole world is subordinate to him. The world only exists, the world of Teva only exists for someone who's in control of his own Teva. We know the Pasuk says, Hayom Ro'a Vayanos, that there was a Kriyas Yamsuf. Why did the Yam run away? If the Medrash says, it saw the Aron of Yosef. It saw the Aron of Yosef, about whom it says, Vayanos Vayetse Achutza, with the wife of Potiphar. So the Yam runs away. It's the same idea. Kriyas Yamsuf, Anais Lamailam and Ateva. What's Chus? Do you need to create a nais l'maylam and ateva? You need someone who acts in a way that's unnatural for most people. Right? Yosef HaTzadik acted in a way that was unnatural. Maybe for him, maybe he was the chassid ma'ula, but he acted in a way that was unnatural for most of the world, for, for, for anyone, right? for almost anyone. To someone who's able to act in a way that's, that's, that's unnatural, he zocha, the teva, is made subordinate to him. That's the tremendous chus of the person who learns how to act with the meat of kvura. We all want bracha. We all want extra bracha. Chazal are teaching us that one way, one way to be zocha to all of Hashem's special bracha is by demonstrating the incredible midah of kvura. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's interesting that you can't say